back into another episode of Making the Walk. Today is February 10th. Um, this will be the fifth episode of this year. Um, we have a great show for you today. Uh, super excited uh, for the upcoming UFC card 271. Of course, with me, as always, my co-host Mike. How are you doing today? Well, we'll get into it in a minute, but I'm very annoyed. I've been annoyed all week. You just told me you had a good day yeah. at work. I, yeah, that was on my way home but because I've been annoyed all week. You know, it's only Wednesday too, which we're recording early. Um, I don't know if that matters, but you know, it was the final draw. I was on my way over to your house tonight, and people who have their fucking brights on, and if they're not in like the middle of nowhere where there's no goddamn streetlights. We live in suburbia. There's streetlights everywhere. Yeah, I never understood that. And and. Whoever fucking bright idea it was to put LED lights in somebody's headlights, I hate you. <laughs> like, all it does is hurt my eyes. I wear my sunglasses at night, half the time. So wait, you, your whole day was ruined because of some someone wearing, it's, someone it's had their brain. It's been up. a big build up. I'm annoyed. I had a good day at work. I was like, oh, let's go. Like, I called you on the way home. I'm like, hey man, like I'm super excited. I'm, I got the juice. Which, I got the juice still, but it's anger. Oh, God. <laughs> Not really. But, like, it, oh, it's, I was just like, I'm just annoyed. And I've always, it's always headlit, or people who have their brights on, um, when they shouldn't have their brights on, and LED lights have always bothered me. But tonight's the final draw. I finally have a platform to uh, emphasize my discomfort with bright lights while I'm trying to drive and not, like, crash. It's so annoying. It, a pet peeve of mine. Definitely overreacting, but I fucking hate it. Alright, I feel much better. I'm glad. <laughs> How are you doing this week? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm okay. Uh we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it shorter, you know. The yeah. the audience isn't your fucking personal ed therapist. It's the first time I've ever gone you know, personal. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't believe you. Um <laughs> But, yeah, we are still without Alex again. Um, he is still over in a work uh, situation going on. So uh, we were. that's kind of why we're recording on Wednesday, actually. there's We had a lot of conflicts this week, and we, we knew we had to push something out to you guys to make sure that uh, make sure we got our picks in. Because this, this is a big card. I mean, it's, it's huge. Huge. Yeah, I tried to do that. It didn't work it's, out. Uh, no, it's, it is. We have, it is. I mean, the, the two best middleweights in the world. Yeah. But it easily are going at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two fan favorite heavyweight fights. Uh, we'll get more into that later. Um, Shoey. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. A copy. Uh, but first, we'll, we'll, we're going to go over the Hermanson Strickland uh, fight night, 47 Vegas. Um, this one turned out to be a very successful uh, card for me. Yeah, yeah, it did. I wouldn't say it was unsuccessful for me. But definitely way better for you this week. Yeah, I was having a tough go going into this card, so I think it kind of brought me back to life. Um, what also helped too, I had a free, I had a free bet that I hit big. But we'll we'll get into that right now. 
Um, so the first bet we took, we had uh, Denny Spondar taking on Malcolm Gordon. Um, our pick was Bondar by finish. Um, the result did, went went completely the opposite way. Uh, Malcolm Gordon scores a technical knockout, which really he didn't knock him out. It was kind of a disgusting injury. Did you end up? Did you did you catch this at all? No, I I I messed up. I didn't catch any of the prelims. We were out golfing with our buddies. Yeah, um, but no, this it, I saw a picture online of his elbow out of its socket. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they just called the fight right there. He basically just I mean he tapped due to an injury, so that's I guess they qualify that as a TKO. Yeah, so, I mean I mean if you, <laughs> a technical knockout. I guess so. Um but yeah, it was a what bit, if it was a submission. To, <laughs> I don't think it was though. No no no, I'm saying like instead of a TKO it's just, Oh, they just made submission because he, he's, he's tapped tapping. out. You could tap the strikes though. And that's still a knockout. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, started off the card 0-1, uh, and then we had Mike's pick, Philip Road knocking out Jason Witt. Um, I don't remember exactly what your reasoning was behind this, but it did hit, uh, and like you said, we did miss... Back in the notes here. Oh, man. Well, um, I don't remember either. We're gonna have to fill some space here. Uh, uh, uh what... Oh, I, it was basically say like he's longer, bigger, keep him at bay, stuff to take down to the smaller cage, touch him from the outside. Yeah, touch him from the outside, beat his ass. That's what I expected. I didn't catch the fight, though, unfortunately. Damn, to fill some space, I was going to tell a, a science joke. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I'm, I'm a science guy. <laughs> so uh, a photon checks into a hotel, and the, the guy running the front desk says, Hey, do you need help with your bags? He says, No, I'm traveling light. He's a photon. What's a photon? A light particle. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that a Covena bond? No. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think <laughs> I've taken a science class since freshman year in college, and that was rocks. <laughs> Shout out to Zach. <laughs> Studying igneous, sedimentary, <laughs> and metamorphic rocks. Does he listen to this? I don't know. He, why not? Uh, he's probably got better things to do. He's in grad school, dude. Yeah, I know. Just tell him when he's working out, just toss it on. Yeah. He'll text me and be like, oh, what did you bet? I'm like, well, you could know. Zach, if you're not listening to this regularly, I'm going to fly to Kansas. I'm gonna Why beat... would you ever want to go to Kansas? I'm not going to Kansas. When you come back home, I'm going to beat your ass. Good luck. You heard it here first, Zach. Good luck. I got a lot of boogies today. I'm oh, sorry. Come on, dude. Well, All right. We got spice it up. We're, we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> our next bet, uh, we had Alexis Davis uh, defeating Julia Storolanko. Uh the pick there was Davis by decision. That hit at minus 105. Um, really, it was her fight to lose. I think this was the first one you and me were able to catch because um, we were streaming. I, I had it on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I um, remember now. And it was it was, a, it was a pretty good fight. Um, I thought Davis, it was her fight to lose for sure, and she scored two takedowns to Storolenko's none. Um, and that was kind of the story of it. Like They, they needed that one thing that was going to kind of push – the victory, the victor over the edge, mm-hmm. and Davis scoring the takedown in the first round, um, being able to hold her down for about half the round, and then in the beginning of the third round, really just kind of took over those two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I, I was I was actually I was impressed with Storlanko more because she I she gave more she gave Davis more than I expected. I underestimated her a little bit. Hmm. Um, but it still worked out. Uh, and yeah, she second, was kind of whooping her ass in the second. The week. second round yeah. was all star length. I mean, yeah. she was piecing her up, and that's from a girl who has uh, most of her wins by armbar. Not really something you see all the time. So that was that was good. But yeah, happy to get um, Alexis Davis uh, that decision win. We were we were a little nervous there. I think Steve and Jay were riding it as yeah, well. I think we were all riding it. So hey, it works out. So we started the card one and one. Uh, to the next fight, uh, Chidi and Joe Kwani and Mark Andre Barot went at it. Um, this one, I had just taken in Joe Kwani's money line. He was a plus one hundred underdog, um, and I had an optional pick for a decision win. Very happy I didn't take that um, because the fight lasted a full sixteen seconds. Yeah, I think I was hitting. On the golf simulator when this fight happened? Yeah, if you were... And I took one hit? If, yeah, if you were going to get, like, a drink of water and went to get up to go pee real quick, you missed the entire fight. Yeah. I mean, he just stalked him down. It, there, there really isn't much to talk about. He just popped him. Mm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it because I just took his money line. If you followed the advice and took the decision, you know, you're SOL, I guess. I, yeah, <laughs> I no, I, I, don't, I don't even I definitely was hitting a golf ball. When this fight happened, because I don't remember it at all. Actually, neither do I. I think we're just spaced out for a little bit. <laughs> I think we were trying to help Jason with, like, the next fight. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, you know, if the guy just listened to that damn thing all the way through. Yeah, and the but, messed up part was he had the whole drive down from Wisconsin to listen to it. He just didn't bother. Well, I, I guess we're not that interesting. Um, <laughs> damn. Or uh, Justice has him playing the Backstreet Boys the whole way home. That might be it, actually. But don't talk shit about the Backstreet Boys, man. No, no. I want it that way. <laughs> Remember when we had to sing that in college? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the memories. I had to dance to it. Yeah, that's right. You had to dance to it. All I had to do was sing it. <laughs> yeah, let's hope the deaf kids sing. <laughs> yeah, they put Mike in front of the uh, the microphone. And for those of you who hasn't list- who haven't listened to previous episodes, Mike's tone deaf. Like, he's... You're tone actually, deaf and deaf. You're actually tone deaf. Now. Yeah. No, I know. So, like, it's just, it made for a very interesting combo. We got last place. Um, but anyway, so, I, I'm it, I'm cool with this happening. I was kind of interested to see how this one was going to play out, though. Um, I put a lot of research into this one, and I wanted to see the guy who marched forward in Burrow take on Cheating Joe who I thought was better technically mm-hmm. and could counterpunch. But we didn't get to see that. Which... Whatever. A win's a win, but yeah. still. Uh, so we'll move up the card here. Hakeem Dawadud and defeated Mike Trezano by decision. Uh, the pick there, again, was Dawadud by decision. I had him by finish. Oh, uh, you, didn't want yeah. to, you didn't listen to me. This is one of my, like, oh, I think he's going to win, but fuck it. Odds were great for a finish. Plus 320. I told you, Trezano doesn't really get knocked out. I was, I was feeling it. Didn't work out. <laughs> Hey, you got to win. That's really all that matters. As long as one of us, if we bet every single fight, I feel like if one of us were do- wins that, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's that's a true. lot of fights on this card. There are, yeah. I am I was 13? having a tough... I think I was having... I was, I was having a tough time trying to figure out the ones that I really wanted to talk about. Um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, 
Dawudu pretty much controlled the entire fight. Um, according to the UFC's stats department, he landed 141 significant strikes to Trezano's 70 and controlled 3 minutes and 46 seconds of fight time compared to Trezano's 33 seconds. Um, I think the biggest difference for me, um, not, you know, other than the volume, was his boxing combinations and, and the body kicks. I mm-hmm. think in that second round, yeah. Trezano ate a liver kick or a kick to the stomach. or I, I don't know if it was a liver kick, but... Something that hurt him. It hurt him bad, <laughs> and, I mean, it just, it made such a, it made such a big difference in that, that fight. I mean, yeah. from then on, it, I mean, it was not like it wasn't before, but from then on, that would really clear the difference Absolutely. after that point. Uh, but like we said, you know, Trezano does show the durability there and not getting knocked out. He's got a mullet. Dudes with mullets are durable. Unfortunately, they're not very good at fighting. That's okay. I'm although, not a fighter. <laughs> although the, the, the mullet guy up the card won. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that too. Talk about that uh, so yeah, that was a nice, nice little easy pick there for one of us. Yeah. Uh, Next, learn. next fight won fight of the night. Um, if you were able to catch this, this one was very entertaining. I, I mean, ridiculous. Was, uh, these we, are like the. We were at Steve's house for this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are like we. They were talking about this on the telecast too, and not not to stray too far away from um, this fight, but mm-hmm. they were saying that it's always these cards where you look at it and you go, I don't know any of these names, that we, always just turn out to just be. We said it last week. Yeah. It's like it's either boring as shit and we have like thirteen decisions or we get like bangers. All but like night. this was a decision. Yeah. And it was nuts. It was, it was insane. Crazy. Um so much fun to watch. Yeah, and Warriors. Oh. Yeah, Julian Arosa uh gets the decision win there. Uh we took Arosa by decision at plus one fifty. I mean you'll love to see it. Uh there were some scary moments in there for sure. Oh yeah. Um Julian Arosa outstruck Peterson. 155 to 148 with a total of 103 significant strikes in the bout. <laughs> um, I mean, in a three-round fight, that's yeah insane. It's ridiculous. That pace, pace is crazy. Um, it definitely started out a bit slow, too, which kind of adds to how crazy that mm-hmm. was. I think the first yeah. four and a half minutes or so, the you know you could tell like that veteran... Yeah, feeling each other out, yeah. getting the uh, timing down, seeing where the openings are. And then the, the last 30 seconds they just spent in the pocket throwing down like they yeah. were 20 years old. Yeah, what about Erosa just yelling? Psycho. <laughs> it's like, fuck, something wrong with that guy. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah, and Erosa, and I think another big thing, he outstruck uh, Peterson, but he also landed two takedowns. I, I'm guessing that ultimately won him the fight. Yeah. Um, in some very close rounds. Um, but I... Like I said, we, we this was the second one that made me kind of nervous about our pick. Um, there was one point where Rosa was in a guillotine and it looked pretty tight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was another time where he was just getting pieced up and he threw a spinning back fist. Oh, got him out yeah, of trouble. Yeah, yeah. That was that was nuts. That's um, uh, it's one of Peterson's moves, too. Not his move alone, but like he does do it a lot. And I think Rosa got him twice with it. Did he really? Yeah. I don't know. That was, in the was so th- much. Late in the third, I think he got him the second time. I don't know. There was just so much going on in that fight. Yeah. But super entertaining. But, again, happy we picked a Rosa by decision, plus 150 win. Uh, that takes that, – that rounds out our prelim picks. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure Rosa was opening the main. Was he? Yeah. Dawoodoo and Trezano were uh, bad podcasting. No, you're right. Yeah, one, two, you're right. three, four – Five, six. 
You're right. That's my fault. So the Akeem Dawadu rounded out our prelims. Yeah, because I got to separate these two. First, um, first leg of my parlay. That's right. right that's how I remember it. Which I'm. Just, that's another reason I'm annoyed. But no, we'll get to it later. <laughs> As a podcast, though, we did go four and one on these prelims. I think this is the first hey. time we've gone positive on prelims no. in <laughs> a long time. For whatever reason, usually prelims are easier. Yeah. Like all you have to do is just do some research and you'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, but, just look. Just, yeah. just look. Because the odds makers really don't put that much effort. No, no. I mean, they do, but it's not nearly as much as the main card where people no. spend more of their money, so they're going to be more careful mm-hmm. with how they set the lines. But this, it just seems like it's been swallowing us whole. And this was the first time we made money off it, so. Yeah, like I actually, like for real, looked instead of just glossing over stuff. Did pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm plenty happy with that outcome. Mm. Um, this guy. Anyway, go ahead. We're on the air, Mike. <laughs> I, know, I know. Sorry, sorry. Bad podcasting. All right, so I know you took this one. Um, yep. I strayed away from it. It was Brian Battle uh, beating Treshawn Gore by decision. Um, I don't know. What, what we, what's your analysis on this one? It's a tough one just because my loyalty lies with winning the bet. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have to watch it again. Because it to me it was really close. It was close. And you compared it to um, the uh, Figgy Moreno fight, like Battle owned the stats, but Gore. Or am I thinking of some something? No, different? no, you're right. I did compare it to that, but I think it was. I think the Figgy vice fight, versa. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. But also, I think the Figgy fight was that that was different because he scored knockdowns. Yeah, there were yeah. no knockdowns. Mm-hmm. That and when I looked at the numbers, Brian Battle was far busier. Far busy. Yeah. It wasn't even close. Oh yeah. As opposed to that other fight was much closer. As far yeah. As well. See, I didn't. I know this is again bad podcasting. I didn't look back at the stats, so I I'm glad you did bring that up. Just because, just like first glance at eye watching it while you're gambling on it, you're kind of like, oh shit, oh shit, and then your guy wins and you don't really care as long as your guy won. Absolutely. And being the only underdog I took in the parlay too. I mean, I'm happy with it. Um, I think both guys have a good future in front of them. Uh, I hope. I mean, because it is cool to see these Ultimate Fighter guys grow and you know become either champions or like really high level contenders. But yeah, what do you think of this one? Um, I I I was just enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to I, sit back and relax on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really take too much analysis of it. I probably should have just yeah. to, just for their future fights. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I didn't. I, I don't. Here's the other thing too is I don't know how heavily I weigh this one either. If you know mean? what I mean, like going forward, obviously they're UFC fighters. They have the contract, but it's not like Brian Battle fought a top fifteen guy. Like we still don't know really where they are, where they sit. Yeah, no, I they're, mean, they're very obviously their, very good fighters, very talented. But like both making their UFC debuts. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to making their debuts. De- yeah, so. Um, yeah, so you, you what did you take on that? Took that, I, so that was Brian Battle money line in the in the five and six legger. We talked about this last week because remember the Allen fight hadn't been put in the bar stool, and I said if he was, I had already placed my five. Oh, geez, that's not going to be good. I had already had my five legger. I forgot, um, and then I said if the Allen fight comes on to bar stool, I would make it a six legger for the whole card or mm-hmm. the whole main card. Um, so I just took him, uh, Brian Battle money line. 
in the parlay. I wish I would have taken him outside that too because he was the underdog at like plus one thirty. Um, but yeah, this, this dude, I gotta. You know, it's gonna be a backfire of me parlaying an entire main card, is I can't enjoy it anymore. Why don't you just put a little? Uh, well, hang on. Let's get to the end of I this. I put twenty dollars. Let's get to the end of this. <laughs> Let's get to the end of this, and then we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll go on to the next fight. Chavkat Rachmanov knocks out Carlson Harris. Uh, wow. I mean, that was that was he pieced apart a very good fighter in Harris, mm-hmm. and it wasn't particularly close. I and think that uh, that first spinning kick he threw to the body, and it just got a, it kind of got a piece of. Harris's stomach and like his forearm. Yeah. But I think from there on, I think I, I felt pretty comfortable with with our pick. I mean, oh, after yeah. that, it was just dominating. Um, the he he is scary precise. Oh yeah. Like he doesn't miss. He's and just a scary human being. He really he is. is. Um, and and then that there was that one instance where Carlson Harris was leaning up him leaning up against him on the fence. Um, I believe Rachmanov changed levels while his back was on the fence, changed levels, and picked him up. Yeah. And then, like, he wasn't able to score a takedown off it, but, like, how strong do you have to be if someone's leaning on you? You change a level on them, and then you pick them up? Like, I... (laughs) I I don't really know how to describe that to anyone, but it's very, very difficult. Um, what is it? And, And, I don't know, I'm... Like we said in last week's, I'm so excited for this guy. He's going. Oh, yeah. He's challenging for a title at some point. Of course. And to go off, so another thing that you said, I don't know if you said it on the podcast last week, but you did say it on Saturday. It's like, until somebody shows me like a reason that he can't win, I'm just going to keep betting him. And I'm going to ride that with you until he loses. I'm, I'm, I'm like, 100% riding with him, and I'm 100% riding with his finishing streak. Oh, yeah. yeah. 15 fights, 15 finishes. Yeah. Eight knockouts, seven submissions now. Oh, we, we almost didn't even talk about the knockout. Yeah, we didn't even the spinning. The oh, my God. Spinning heel kick? Spinning heel kick to the <laughs> temple. And it was so fast. So, I, this is embarrassing, but I was in the in the garage yesterday hitting the bag, and I was done. I'm like, I wonder if, like, cause I've never actually tried to do a spinning kick. I just do the normal, and I obviously can't get my leg. You know me. I can't get my leg that high. So I stick to, like, the low shit. And, like, can I do a spinning kick? No. No, I can't. You try it. I can't. I didn't fall or anything, but I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Like, <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. I don't know what kind of guys are able to pull this off in an actual fight. Dude, wrestlers cannot kick. Yeah, have you ever seen Habib kick? The only wrestler that can kick is Justin Gaethje. Yeah, but he's he primarily sticks to low kicks. Yeah, but he's a wrestler. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I could pull some others, but that's just off the top of my head. Habib yeah, can't, can't kick. No. Um, Islam can kick. Uh, but he doesn't have traditional Olympic wrestling background. Suhudo can kick a little bit. I don't know if Suhudo ever went high. I, I, I think actually, our hips are so fucked by the time we're done with wrestling that we just can't. We don't have the mobility. <laughs> I'm thinking of the time Augie tried kicking your hand in the, no, your the hand. McDonald's. Or my hand yeah, in the yeah. McDonald's. If, uh, in his defense, <laughs> he was wearing boots and jeans. And it was snowing out. Oh, my God. Oh, that was and hilarious. it was wet. So, like, he, I held the ki- I held my hand at about, like, shoulder height for me. Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't that high. 
No. I thought I held a decent height. Like, I'm pretty sure I was like shoulder high from no, me. So I'm saying, it, yeah, you're right. Like your shoulder length, but like not that high. You know but what I mean? Shoulder like, height for me is what? Like five, five probably? Five, six maybe, yeah. I mean, you're taller than both of us. Yeah, but Augie's was like five, nine. But like anyway, he's, so I hold it up and he just tries... No, you guys are the same height. We've been over this. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's pointless. Like, he tried front kicking this. He tried front kicking my hand in the middle of this McDonald's lobby because I bet him like Such a, a flurry or something back. He couldn't do it, and he throws <laughs> like this kick. <laughs> he throws this kick, but doesn't really plant. He doesn't keep his weight, or he doesn't bounce his weight out. He just throws his whole leg into the kick, his whole body into this kick. And as he does it, his foot goes up, and the, his plant foot slips out from under him, and he just just eats it on his McDonald's floor. <laughs> what, what town was that in? It's the one that we stopped oh, at every man. single time. Central Illinois. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right? I, I, I'll move on. Anyway, Shavkat Rachmanov, absolute savage. Better kicker than Augie Thole. Yes. Uh, can't wait to keep watching him fight. He's got big things coming. Augie, if you're listening to this, work on your kicking. Um, uh, he, so I don't think that's gonna happen. You, how about this? You, you, how about you bring this fight in? Because I want you to talk about this one. <sighs> Nick uh, Maximov defeats. <laughs> this is a heartbreaker, dude. <laughs> uh, Puna Punahili Soriano. Something like that. Yeah. I yeah. Remember. Uh, so Maximov versus Soriano. We both pick Soriano. Yep. By no- I took him yeah. by knockout. So I took point. both. I took him by knockout and money line in. In the uh, two parlays I had, um, we did not go over the Allen fight. By the way, um, oh, that's right. Doesn't really matter. Um, he starts them. He starts them. <laughs> My I, guy wins. I won that leg too, so I'm three for five, three for six right now. Um, anyway, um, Soriano doesn't know how to fucking wrestle, uh, which is part of the reasoning why I picked him money line. Because I thought he would have good enough takedown defense to fend off Maximov, who's not a very good striker. I'm not gonna shit on him. He won the fight. Um, he's better striker than me. Uh, but it, it, you, Soriano knew every single time when he was gonna shoot for a leg, and proceeded to not chain wrestle, um, not stuff the head, not circle the right way. He he would stop the stop the shot. And pause. He would never continue wrestling. And then when Maximov would get in on the leg, he would sit. Granted, it worked the first couple times because what you do is, you can see in the fight if you watched it, is he would uh, get an arm, lock his arms between his crotch, and lift him over his head, basically. Which does work for the first couple times. And then you get exhausted because you're lifting a 185-pound man over your head. Repeatedly, so that's pretty much the story of that one for me. Um, he's on my notepad list. Uh, all due respect. Wow. Yeah, no, I'll never. Uh, and I, I will definitely take that back because I won't remember. Um, <laughs> but it screwed me out of a lot of money, and it, I. I mean, he saw every shot coming. Him, it, he it's Maximov would either throw a three punch combo, and shoot, or Soriano would be piecing him up, and Maximov would shoot. I mean, I don't... It's the same pace. Like, how do you not make an in-fight adjustment? You would think that you'd be able to make an adjustment, stuff the head, get around, 
um, do just do something different besides tire your arms out by lifting them over your head and sitting to your ass. Um, which is really the only aspect of fighting I should be allowed to talk about is wrestling. Um, yeah, I'm not happy. Anyway, take it over. <laughs> Yeah, we'll I mean, get more into it later too because <laughs> this guy really fucked me. No, I mean he. It was from I. I don't know all the that technical stuff of wrestling. I think I, I mean obviously you know more than me about that. Um, the thing that stuck out to me was when he would try to sprawl, and you see this a lot with people who don't do it all that much. Mm-hmm. They don't practice it or they're very new at it. They don't kick back one leg, like yeah. they leave one leg hanging. And that's kind of where those single legs were getting to him. Yeah. Um, He was, and here's the other thing. I'll I'll emphasize on that because you are right. You sprawl both legs back. But whatever leg, so let's say we're wrestling. You shoot a single on my right leg. What hip goes down first? Left. No, my right hip. I thought the left does because you kick the, I thought if you shoot the right, you kick that If you shoot on my right leg, I want all my pressure on your arms that are locked around my leg and my hip bone, the front of my hip bone, digging into your head somewhere mm. to create that pressure initially. So you want to get separation right off the bat. And he just never... So it shows why I'm, I'm not a good wrestler. It, um, but uh, I could be well, wrong too. I haven't wrestled in like six years. But in like my memory... You know more than me about this. Yeah. But in my memory, it's like you sprawl hard. Not with one leg, with your whole fucking body. Like, how many up-downs? Mike is so mad right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we've got to give credit to Maximov a little bit, though, because but, no, 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 the, uh, the first couple times, he stuffed those takedowns, but yeah. he stayed with them. Yes. He was a, he's a good chain wrestler. He's he a very good, good wrestler. He's, like, you see, uh, what is it, like, younger kids do this a lot, where they in, they score, like, a partial takedown. And then they kind of give up on it. Yeah. Or like inexperienced guys. Oh yeah. They'll they'll score it. And like I've done it plenty of times. They're right there. <laughs> All they have to do is make like the next ten seconds. They have to win the next ten seconds, but they they just can't scramble. Yeah. It. And Maximov did a good job of that. Yeah, he did. So. I I'm not trying to take anything away from Maximov. He got the win. He showed great wrestling, which we knew he had. We just thought Soriano would have enough. Um. And obviously, I think Maximov's conditioning is ridiculous, too. Yeah. To take that many shots, get stuffed that many times, and just stick with it over over 15 minutes. I mean, he's probably doing that triathlon training with the Diaz brothers. Probably. For all we know. All right, so disappointing, disappointing outcome there. Uh, Maximov gets the decision win. Um, but then we moved on to the main event of the evening. And for me, probably the boringest fight on the card. That's yeah. how good this was, but and like Strickland admitted to it too. Yeah, he did. Um, but Sean Strickland does get the decision win. Um, my pick was for it to go the distance uh, for plus one hundred. I, I was on fire for this card. I think I, I only had two losses the entire Jeez. card. Um, but yeah, it was. That was. I don't. I don't. I don't think I actually paid attention to it. To be honest with you, uh, there, we were at the bar at this point, and yeah. I was watching the Olympics. There was some Olympic <laughs> stuff on. Yeah. What, it was, what, what was, was that? that? Was it, it was the important. high jump ski or whatever they call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 I don't know what it's called. Ski jumps. Ski whatever. jump, yeah. Well, um, it's pretty self-explanatory, but we can't remember the name of it. I mean, I kind of rewatched some of it, um, and he kept the fight on the, Strickland kept the fight on the feet, 
And he did his signature, you know, just outpacing on, you know, striking. Yeah. Lead with the jab. Boxing, yeah. It just, he didn't seem, there was no urgency. No. There wasn't an urgency to get a finish. Um, there was no signature Strickland, unless it was like the last 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't talking to him. He wasn't like, that's like his thing. Like, he's got to do that. And I, I, I get it. Like, I've, well, I've never been in a fight, but I get it. Like, in sparring, there's days you show up. But you're not there. Yeah. He's just not there that day. And you're getting pieced up left and right. Mm-hmm. Or you are still winning, but you're just not putting... You're just not... It's not there. And I think that was just one of the days for Strickland. Um, but I think now he has earned that right, I think, for a top five guy. Yeah. Um, you know, just based on the rankings. Uh, obviously, in the middleweight division, um, Adesanya is a champion. He's going to fight Whitaker this week coming up. Uh, number two, Vittori, free cannoneer, who's fighting Derek Brunson uh, in this card. Paulo Costa at five and Sean Strickland at six. Um, well, do we even consider Costa a middleweight anymore? I mean, his last fight, he fought he at is 195. Ranked, he, is ra- he is five in the middleweight division. Okay. So my guess would be... I don't be, like him. <laughs> I don't like him. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I, I'm curious how this is going to shake out for Strickland. Mm-hmm. Would he get the loser of the Cannoneer Brunson fight, and then could. the winner gets? I'm Vittori. Maybe maybe well, maybe he just fights Vittori. That too. So here's how I'm seeing it right now: you got Adesanya Whitaker this weekend, also Cannoneer Brunson this weekend. That all those timelines are really close. Uh, Marvin's probably all ready to go for another one, and so is Costa. So realistically. You could probably match Strickland with anyone in the top five outside of Adesanya. Although he also said, um, what is it, Vittori and Costa said that they wanted to run it back for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is yeah, going to shake out. Make, I think a lot of it depends, though, on who wins the championship fight. Who wins the championship fight and who wins the Cannoneer Brunson? Yeah. Well, because this week. The winner of Cannoneer Brunson is going to fight Adesanya next. And the loser could fight Sean Strickland. Or Whitaker. Uh, but he already beat Cannonier. And like handily, too. Has Whitaker fought I don't Vittori? think so. He was supposed to, but that's when Gasolum stepped in. Or was that for Costa? I don't know, but I'd like to see it. I would, too. Vittori's so much bigger than him. He is. People forget Whitaker fought at 170 for a long time. Yeah, he's probably one of the smaller guys. We fought uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson like right. six years ago. We'll talk about this later. Um, all right, so that rounds out the uh, Fight Night 47 Vegas card for us. Um, like we said, a fairly successful one, unless your name is Michael Gross and you're putting in some parlays. Uh, did you have any... Uh, what, what was the money you risked and how much could you have won? So, five-legger was Erosa, Battle... Allen, Soriano, and wait, I missed one, didn't I? Anyway, here, let me scroll on your thing. Here we go. I thought you had it. It was, it was. Erosa, Battle, Allen. Oh yeah, I forgot Shavkat. Shavkat, Max or uh, Soriano and Strickland. Soriano fucked me there. That's six legger. I risked twenty to win like two hundred dollars. Um, and then the five legger without Allen. Uh, was twenty for like a hundred fifty, or something like that. So I potentially went from four hundred dollar win 
Two zero. To a $40 loss. Yeah, $40 loss. <laughs> Don't remind me. I'm trying to keep it positive. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it positive from here on out. Maybe. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll get in some news here. Uh, welterweight champion Kamaru Usman gets surgery on a torn right-hand ligament. Um, this was this will likely delay the Usman-Edwards matchup. Um, Usman's camp did come out and say that he should be ready by International Fight Week on July 2nd. That would be so sick. Do they have a... Uh, Destination for that yet? I don't know. They haven't announced anything. Abu Dhabi. I would imagine it would be there or Vegas. I mean, it just seems like the, like the clear cut options. We're going back to London, baby. No, I'm kidding. Leon That's, Edwards in London. That would be nuts, but he hasn't really done enough to earn a no, home, no, home Not, fight. A home fight against the, the best champ. welterweight <laughs> in the world. Yeah, no. Yeah, the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Um, sorry, sorry, my mistake. I agree. With put you some there. respect on his name. Put some fucking respect on my name. <laughs> God, I love Usman. All right. Uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson uh, responded to Bruce Buffer about the relevancy quote. I don't know if you'd I don't know anything about this. what so this quote is. Bruce Buffer weighed in kind of on uh, the whole Francis Ngannou situation, saying uh-huh. how he thinks that if you when UFC fighters leave the promotion, I guess former UFC fighters leave the promotion, they kind of become irrelevant. And I don't know about that. I mean, to the pulp, to to the general viewing audience, MMA and UFC are just synonymous. Yeah, it's just one thing. But there's so many people that think UFC is MMA. They think it's the name of the sport. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. But yeah. Um, and, and so I get, I get it. And Bruce Buffer is also employed by the UFC, so he's gonna that's say it. the UFC is the best in the world, which it is. But yeah, I do have a question for you though. I mean, Rumble's... A lot of the guys that... I guess it's not a question. A lot of the guys that leave the UFC are either on their downfall, have already fallen, or they're old. And Dana doesn't want them to fight anymore. Rumble kind of left on his own terms, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he left for Bellator, and now he's... I, he, Same, his claim was that he's making more money now, and... But what does money have to do with relevancy? I mean, you could make more money and st- still be... Not the biggest name in the sport. I think I think what he was trying to say was just like, you know, there's other avenues for fighters. Yeah, yeah I other. would agree with him on that. But I'm saying like, uh, Ryan Bader. Okay, he's a, he was a double champion, but like nobody nobody knew that. No, yeah. he was a double champion Bellator. Nobody knew. Yeah, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest, the one of the best fighters in the world is is Anthony or AJ McKee. AJ McKee and uh, Douglas Lima. Yeah, and both of them are in Bellator. Yeah, so. and Patricio Pitbull. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, he just lost. Well, he McKee. just lost to McKee though. Yeah, so. that's that, you're right. You're right. Well, I, I, he's I still mean, a lightweight champ, ain't he though? Is he? Mm-hmm. He knocked out Chandler for the lightweight belt, and McKee beat him at featherweight. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know. It kind but, of speaks yeah. to, I, no. I guess for the normal person that's true. Mm-hmm. I guess for people who. Um, I guess for guys like us, like we're always gonna be curious about Rumble, Yoel. Um, I mean, you could put Ryan Bader in that. Right? Yeah, like I'll always care about Bader just because of that fucking clip from that interview with oh. where DC. I want the easiest fight in the division. Uh-huh. I told Dana I wanted Ryan Bader. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect to Ryan Bader, but that clip is all time. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's brought up an interesting conversation. Yeah, um, that is. So they announced that uh, Nunes and Pena will be coaching the next season of The Ultimate Fighter. 
I believe they had media day for that two days ago, actually, so we're a little bit behind on this. It's all right. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a season of women's straw weight and men's heavyweight. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I know I you could have just put straw weight in the note, right? There's no men's there's straw no weight. There's no men's straw weight. Yeah, I know. But whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I just had to remind myself to read it, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I, I fall no, into no. a trap. I fall into a lot of traps on this podcast of not writing enough. Well, yeah, you're I'd right. Rather I'd rather be overprepared than underprepared. Because I've we've been underprepared. Yeah, yeah you're and right. it's horrible. Because right. we're sitting there like typing our computer, like, oh my god, what do we do? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I haven't really kept up with the Ultimate Fighter. I'm not gonna lie to you. The last couple seasons, I have no idea. I I was watching this last one they did with Volk and Ortega. I probably watched the first five episodes. I got bored with it. And I tuned out. I don't know. It, they can't do all the shit they used to do anymore. It's not on that, Spike TV. It's on ESPN. That and the problem with it too is the fights aren't as good. They're just not good. No, they. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, all these guys and girls are talented, but like, it's not. It's almost like they're fighting to not lose them to win. Yeah, I guess it's just. The, Which like, is the, how I used to wrestle. Because the level a lot. of the quality of the the talent there, if you think about it, when it when it comes to at least. Generationally, get, this should be the highest level of talent we see coming in by generation. Every generation is going to get better, especially just, in a sport this them, young. I find them to be a little bit boring, but anyways, we'll, it we'll, should be technically. But anyway. we'll, we'll move on. So, um, Max Holloway has said he's good to go. In doctors a cleared him. Yeah, I, no, they ju- yeah they said or, yeah doctors just cleared him. They said he's good to go. Um, that fight with Korean Zombie and. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is set for one month from now, so he would have a f- almost a full training camp. Um, and he said he could be the backup mm-hmm. for this fight. I'm just curious now, like, why not just have him slide in? Nah, uh, because that's the that's the original matchup. It, it is the matchup. It's the original one, but it's the matchup people want to see. That's also true. But so, like, if you just keep. Korean Zombie on retainer. Just give him his money for showing up. Yeah. Like, Here, you showed up. Like, this isn't your fault. We're still going to pay you for it. But Max Holloway was the first choice. Well, so then we make this happen. And then you just tell Korean Zombie, hey, you get lose, or you get winner. So you yeah. fight for the title next no so, matter what. It's, I, I, You could do that. But I'm thinking of this from a... From Korean Zombie's perspective. Because I've been in that in those shoes before. Um, let's see, I was the alternate, uh, going into sectionals my sophomore year. This kid got a concussion. Okay. How, he got a concussion on Monday. Sectionals start on Friday. How do you recover from a concussion in four days? I don't think you really do. There's, there's doctors that will sign anything. And I've also done it without telling doctors or coaches. Um, but like me to cut 20 pounds in two days. Trying to make weight, trying to be technically a sectional qualifier in my sophomore year after my hardest year ever, and to get it taken away from me, like that's just perspective that I look at it from. Yeah, but also like like he's already in training week, camp, like he's after, already getting ready for. After this. this week though, they wouldn't, they didn't, or after that they wouldn't tell you, hey, you're gonna be in sectionals next week or next month. What would it matter? Because he's still gonna get his title shot. Maybe. No, if you tell him right now to be like, hey. We're going to have Max Holloway step in, because that's the original matchup, but you get the winner. So you're still fighting for the title. 
It just won't be this one. Nah, I, I don't... Well, because then Zombie could get hurt. Zombie could... There's so many... A slew of things that could already happen. You're already in training camp. You're already cutting weight. I guarantee you he's already cutting weight. We oh, know yeah. these featherweights blow up. He's probably walking around like 160 right now. They fight in a month. Like, I don't know. I want to see Max versus Hulk again. I really do. But fuck, man. It just... I get it. He, he pulled out. Like, I, I understand the doctor did, but, like, he already pulled out. He could get hurt again. Why not just take care of yourself over the next month and then wait? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Because then um, if Max wins, the whole world's going to want them to fight a fourth time. Yeah. So, I put that... Yeah. Honest to God, I want to see what happens if him and Kareem... Or Vulcan it's it's going to be fun, fun, I think. Yeah, but, it's an entertaining yeah. fight. Why not? But All right, so we'll move on to the 271 prelims. If you want to talk about that. Nah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, cut, if Bisping doesn't address short. it, I feel like we should address <laughs> it. Anyway. Uh, we're our own podcast. Yeah. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll, we're going to jump right into the 271 prelims. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a fight before you on this one, just so you know. Okay, so check. the first fight um, that Mike wants to do here uh, is the first fight on the prelims. Um, I ended up not touching this one, but uh, go ahead, Mike. Well, because Mike Diamond, or Blood Diamond, by his nickname, uh, is making his UFC debut, not his MMA debut. Um, anyway, this is kind of a wild pick, even for me, but I, I actually researched the guy a lot. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I is have to take trust it. me? No, this is not. I'll save a trust me bro pick for later. <laughs> but this one is like, I could really see this happening. So... For those people who don't know Mike Diamond, I'm sure nobody does unless you know or you follow kickboxing. Um, but Diamond comes from New Zealand. He's or Actually, he's from Africa originally, but New Zealand, like Adesanya. Same gym, city kickboxing. Over 100 kickboxing fights in his life. So, yeah, it's your UFC de- debut, but you're like, you've done this over 100 times. You've been in a fight. So I don't think that's going to get to him. That's one reason. It's going to be a kickboxing fight. Like Wells doesn't wrestle all that much. He might. But Diamond has submission wins. So I'm not going to sit here and say that he can't win. Especially when he's only a plus 183 underdog. So I'm going to ride with that. Blood Diamond, Mike Diamond. Or uh, on Barstool he's listed as Mike Mathena. Yeah, Mike Mathena. Uh, plus 183. I think it's just going to be a, a kickboxing fight. Like, I really don't think anything's going to be all that crazy. It's just be standard bang, see who's better on the feet. Yeah, Alex actually just texted me. Um, I told hey, him to send there him he the is. Pick, but he did say uh, he loves Blood Diamond, a sneaky Let's underdog go. pick. <laughs> he just said, man's a nasty kickboxer, works with City Kickboxing. Love him. He's the underdog in the first. Text him back and say, Mike, just said the same thing. I, I will later. Uh, <laughs> But we'll, we'll move up on the we'll move up the yeah. prelim schedule here. Um, just quick disclaimer: uh, we I released this before any of the dis, like the victory methods came out for yeah. some of the earlier fights. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be up now actually. If I I might, I might look. Do it I was checking kind of. I was checking Wednesday. Yeah, I was checking this afternoon. Um, like you, like we said, we usually record this on a Thursday, so a lot of this stuff is usually up. Uh, but yeah, still nothing up up until the uh, William Knight Max Grishin fight. 
for for method of victory. Um, but anyways, uh, Sergey Maraz Morozov. Oh, dude, I thought I had that one. Uh, he's gonna take on Douglas Silva de Andrade. Um, Wouldn't it be Andrade? Is it, I've heard it both ways. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I, I took Morozov by decision. Um, I think he has a very clear path to victory, which would be his takedowns. Uh, Andrade is a pretty good uh, knockout artist, um, but he does struggle with takedown defense. Uh, Morozov's a bit more well-rounded, uh, but he clearly would be outclassed in a, a kickboxing fight only. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morozov does have... Uh, he does have power, so this one's a bit scary to me, but I think if he can score some takedowns and grind out a fight, um, he can get this decision. Um, so, next fight, again, uh, we don't have odds on this one yet, but Carlos Umberg takes on Fabio Chirot. Uh, I Oh, Alex did want to actually put something in. Um, he, he mentioned, I'm sorry, the the next fight is actually AJ Dobson and Jacob Malkoon. Um, Alex did text me. He wanted me to say he likes Dobson as well. That's his trust me bro pick. Got it. I don't have I, any odds. I on respect that. it. I, uh, I don't have any either. They don't have him listed on the. AJ Dobson is at a pick em basically at a minus 115 to Jacob Malkoon's 105. That ain't um, bad at all. So Alex has done pretty good. His, his trust me bros have done very well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they've done such a good job, so I don't see any reason why to bet against Alex in this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe I'll throw that in myself. Um, but again, but we'll, we'll keep going here. So Carlos Olberg and Fabio Chirant will go at savage. it. Which one? Uh, Olberg. He's huge. Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're light heavyweights, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. But still, um, he's big. <laughs> So for me, I, I kind of I thought this was like a a, a Carlos Alberg get 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 right fight mm-hmm. after a, um, coming off a loss. I mean, the guy has just been. Who did he just lose to? I remember it. He won on the contender series, and then he made his debut, and he lost. Right. And it was pretty. It was a pretty bad defeat. Yeah. He lost pretty badly. Um, I can't remember now. I I always pull up Sure Dog too, and I completely forgot to do it this time. But anyways. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think Olberg has, um. He he's got good hands, and mm-hmm. he's a city kickboxing guy as well. Dude, we've always ride with the city guys. Dude, I mean they they t- they are known for turning these guys who come in as strikers. Eugene Berryman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eugene Berryman does a great job of find of guys who come in as strikers and turning them into mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I don't really see any reason why to go against that. Especially here, I think, you know, Sherrod's victory would be through takedowns. But this gym has done such a good job with guys that um, may struggle on that, and it's hard for me to bet against that. And I think offensively wrestling, Sherrod's really not that good anyways. Yeah. Um, but Carlos Alberg, I'm pulling up a share dog right now. Kennedy uh, Nijuoku. Ah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, Which they kind of threw him in the deep city. end. Yeah, yeah, they threw him up against a guy who is scary. Ridiculous power. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as long as Ulberg doesn't rush in, um, I think he can start Schrott. Um, mm. He does have... Schrott does have five submission wins, um, none by knockout. 
And I think if if Olberg is smart and keeps his you know manages his distance, keeps keeps in mind his takedown defense, he uh, I think he can score a knockout here. Um, like I said, I don't have any of the um, what's it called? I don't have the odds yet. They mm-hmm. haven't released them, but I think you know Schrott's never lost a decision. He's only gone to two decisions in ten fights. I don't think he's gonna win this. Yeah. So. I'll ride with you on that. I'm going to go with a knockout for uh, Olberg. Um, so the next fight, Hanato uh, Moicano will take on Alexander Hernandez. Thank you, Mike. Um, I couldn't find a prop in this that I really liked too much. Um, just kind of, I, I was I was looking at their respective, you know, like fight pages and stuff like that on different websites. And just looking at the level of competition Moicano has fought against, it's actually kind of crazy. He's fought a good. He's fought a lot of good fighters, um, and I think while watching it, I've noticed he just he's a little. He's actually a better wrestler than Hernandez, who who came up as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I mean he's lost to Fiziev. Uh, Chan Sung Jung, isn't that Jose Aldo, Cub Swanson? That's uh, Korean Zombie. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's beat Cub Swanson, beat Calvin Cater, lost to Brian Ortega, lost to Jeremy Stevens. I mean, that's a that's a who's who. Yeah, he's fought the who's who. Some scary dudes. Where's um, that lightweight now? Might help that chin a little bit. Yeah, that might help out. And he has had issues with that. Um, I I, I do worry a bit about Hernandez's overhand. That's another thing wrestlers have. That overhand right, <laughs> like Tyron Woodley, yeah. uh, Justin Gaethje, um, Michael Chandler. Yeah. Uh, who am I think? Who else? Kamaru Usman just showed it. Yeah. Again. Well, he didn't just show it, but he showed it against uh, uh, Masvidal. The wrestlers love that overhand right. It's just the sh- probably, I I don't I can't speak f- for that experience, but I feel like it's just the satisfaction of like. So you can ask a lot of wrestlers like, would you rather? Just absolutely embarrass the guy or win by, like, one or two points. And this goes for most combat sports. Like, you just want to embarrass them. And that overhand right, it's, they got to just fall in love with it. <laughs> I think it's also natural, too, because wrestlers, when they shoot, you kind of you change that level and yeah. the overhand right. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're, right. you're naturally changing I never thought of it so. like that before. Um, you know who does a, who did a good job of that was um, Khabib. Yeah, he would shoot in the beginning of the fight. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, he he knocked Connor down. That's how he knocked out yeah. Connor because Connor thought, "Oh, he's shooting again," and all of a sudden, his right hand comes over the top and just clocks him. Um, anyways, we're gonna don't let a wrestler so. step into it. That's that's what we're saying. Pretty much, <laughs> they have good hips. Uh, <laughs> Moicano is, I, I think he's more efficient wrestler. I think if we look at the numbers too, mm-hmm. he's more efficient um, and does have a snappier jab. But like I said, I am a bit worried about Moicano's chin. Uh, not that Hernandez is much better. But also, dude, um, I like betting against Hernandez. Is it because of the cowboy thing? Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. Like who does that? I was going to bring talks that shit, up. Who talks shit to Cowboy Cerrone? Conor McGregor didn't even talk shit to the Cowboy. The only two people in the world who talk shit to Cowboy are Alex Hernandez and Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith does not know anything. Um, but that's not even a topic worth getting in. Into, um, but yeah, no, I I, I like that one too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna take. Um, I took Moicano's money line. It's only a minus one sixty. It's pretty good. 
I mean, if I, I was thinking more, just kind of put a little bit more than one unit on it. Yeah. Um, so that way it kind of evens out the win. I haven't done the, the math on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the math. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll keep moving up the fight card here. Um, I want to make sure I don't miss any of Alex's picks. He just texted me, so I didn't plan this out at all. Um, all right, he moves on to the main card. So we're going to stay in the prelims here. Um, the next fight I had take, I, or I took, um, Alex Perez against Matt Schnell. Um, I took Perez by knockout. This is one of the. This was the first fight that I could take a um, a prop bet in that mm-hmm. actually had lines. So his knockout, his knockout uh, prop is at plus one seventy five. Um, I was gonna write a decision, but I don't have the odds on that. Um, I I mean, go go ahead first, and I'll I'll go. We want to well. look at his decision. Uh, Alex Perez's decision is at plus two hundred, so it's actually yeah longer. If if Barstool has that, I'll probably take it. Anyway, you go you go ahead with the okay. KO and then. I'll... So this is this is going to be the the fourth time this fight's booked. Really? Finally going to go. Thanks. Yeah. And well, I think they were set. Knock on wood. Let's hope they fucking make it. We still got a couple days. Yeah, they were set. Um, we we co- we tried covering this one a couple months ago. I think this was in December. They tried setting this up. Schnell still fought on that card, didn't he? I believe so. I think Alex Perez pulled out because of his elevated heart rate. The commission nah, said yeah, yeah. he had an elevated, elevated heart rate, so he had to drop out. And I can't remember who he fought. Um, he lost. Yeah, but the original analysis is going to stay the same. Okay. Um, Perez has done a good job. He lands in he lands in bunches, and Chanel has a consistently he has a weak chin. Um, I think that's kind of the one thing that's followed him around. Uh, Matt Chanel is a very he's a solid wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's spectacular Which, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, three fights by knockout. Um, lost to... Baturin, that's who it was. Yeah. How'd you go? Yeah, lost to lost in a unanimous decision. Um, he got but, knocked on a couple of times in that one, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, Perez, I thought, had pretty good wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't not have good wrestling when you're facing a who's who of yeah. killers as well. Especially, uh, he's top Alex, five in flyweight. Yeah, Alex Perez, had, he, he had a title shot against Figueredo. And it was actually going okay. And then he got caught in a, a choke. Oh, it's, that was the guillotine one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I, I don't... I, I think this is a very wide matchup. The money lines are wide as well. Uh, Alex Perez is at a minus 380. I think the hard part here is going to pick how he's going to win. Yeah. Uh, but I like the knockout. I think he sets up really well using... His leg kicks are a very good weapon. He's knocked someone out with leg kicks before. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. And, Nasty. Yeah, it's gross. But I think if he uses that, he maintains the distance um, on Chanel, who's going to look to take him down, uh, he could set up a finish. Um, Excuse me. No, uh, so I, I'll give you a quick reasoning behind me going decision. Um, I don't, I, obviously, I feel like Perez is a better fighter everywhere, um, except maybe outside of like getting a takedown on, on the wrestling side of things. He definitely has a better overall ground game, though. He's a, he has a number of submissions, um, but yeah, that. But at the same time, I don't see any opportunity for him to get a submission in this fight, so we'll, we'll go ahead and knock that off. Yeah. No. Um, but then, for some reason, when I think of flyweights, no matter how weak a chin is, if Bontarine is not knocking him out, I don't think Perez is either. Um, I definitely think Perez is going to win. Obviously, he's a wide favorite. And I like the decision. 
it's only a three rounder. I mean, which is normally what these guys fight anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I see. But if, yeah, that's pretty much. He's better everywhere. Don't see any opportunity for a sub. And I, my, it, it's probably not good analyses. But whenever I think of flyweights, I just think they're going all three. Yeah, I guess. That, that, that's like, just well, that's that's some old school think, some old school thinking. It's, well, as you know, where thinking comes from is playing Fight Night Three on Xbox, <laughs> and you would fight with the heavyweights. You got like Muhammad Ali and George Frazier in there, and you go like one round, and then you go like the lightest weight. In boxing, I don't even know what it is anymore because there's so many goddamn weight classes. Cruisers, and, right? Well, the cruisers. The cruisers like two hundred five. It is. I thought that I was smaller. So. I don't know. If, I, see, we don't know. <laughs> Boxing's irrelevant. It's not. No, come it's on. Not. Don't it's be not. like that. I won't say that. Baseball is irrelevant. Come on, don't be like <laughs> I'm that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but no, it, it comes from that. Where like we fight the tiny guys and you couldn't knock them out. We used to like see how many punches in a row it would take to <laughs> knock out a small guy. But yeah, that's, that's my biasy thinking from video games when I was eight. <laughs> they they do knock out. There are less knockout finishes in that division. Yeah. Like, significantly, statistics speaking. But it's not as much as people think. Yeah, it's not yeah I much. could definitely see that. So, there's a difference, but not not too much. All right, so I'll move on to the, my last pick on the prelims. Um, Casey O'Neill and Roxanne Modafferi are going to mm-hmm. go at it. Um, I'm going to take O'Neill by decision. This one kind of hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah, just because if if you have ever heard of Roxanne Modafferi, or I guess if you've never heard of her, she has been described basically by the entire MMA community as the nicest person in the world. Oh yeah, I could see it. She's awesome. Like she text like there's a story I think of her fighting, I think it was Van Zant actually, and they were cutting weight, and she like texted her the day before and like, hey, if you need help cutting weight, like I'll help you out with that. Mm. And, like, um, in the fight against Macy Barber. She knew Macy Barber tore her ACL, so she decided to fight her on the ground instead of making her stand. Jesus. Well, that's just... She sad. still whooped her ass, yeah. but like, it's just crazy. Like, she's just regarded as one of the nicest people. Um, it kind of breaks that stereotype of, you know, all these all these MMA hardos are just... Yeah. Well, I feel like if you did a survey, you'd find most MMA fighters are pretty nice. But I could be wrong. But, yeah, anyways, um, this... I think O'Neal does hold a very significant advantage in the mm-hmm. striking department. Roxanne Modafferi has never really been a striker in the first place, but yeah. um, I think it really, it's a wide, it's it's going to be a wide advantage for one. And two, I think that the wrestling kind of has gone from Roxanne. I mean, she has been taken down nine times in her last two fights. Yeah. And, I mean, it for someone who's, advantage is typically wrestling it's just it's not a good look and she's she's definitely aging she's lost I got that down too, yeah. quite a few fights i think she's lost her last two um i, I my only worry here is that uh o'neill she does have power in her hands she mm-hmm. does have four wins by knockout um oh dude just leave the phone He's dropped his phone like three times now. I don't know if you've heard him or not, but probably have. Probably. Um, but yeah, I'd be cautious of that. I'm gonna go optimistic here and say Roxanne Modafferi doesn't go out on a knockout. It just seems kind of cruel. Um, <laughs> I have her losing by finish. Oh no, I don't want to see that, dude. That would hurt. It would hurt my heart, but I gotta make money. That's why I'm gonna <laughs> go with O'Neill by decision because I don't want to be hurt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm rooting for the best possible decision. I think. 
I feel like O'Neal is very no up and coming, time. obviously, too. We, we, we know that now. Um, stepping up a little bit in competition. She's fantastic all around. Like, she is. I think her wrestling has improved a lot. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Roxanne's getting a little older. O'Neal's up and coming. She's taking a step up in competition. Um, and statistically, she's more likely to get a finish than not. Uh, pain, because we all love Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take O'Neal by finish. This is the classic uh, prospect being fed, uh, or the the old the aging veteran being fed to a prospect. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so, and then my last one on the prelims is Andre Arvlaski. Uh Money line against uh, Jared Vandera. This is my trust me bro pick. No reasoning behind it. He's a minus 145 on DraftKings. He's minus 157 on Barstool. Um, That's a weird number. It is. They do have some weird odds sometimes. Anyway, I I fucking love Andre. He's so much. He's so much fun. So trust me, bro. He's gonna win. Maybe you know, if you need, if you're doing terrible on the prelims, go ahead. But yeah. that's it. That's the whole analysis. Just the trust me, bro. Yeah, that's my trust me, bro. Pick for this week. I didn't do one of those last. <laughs> week. That's true. We, we said we'd try and do at least one of them. Yeah. Um. All right, so that will take us into the main card. Um, this one, I'm, I'm. There's not so many like, cre- There's, n- there's not many fights in this that hold a lot of, um. I guess like there, there's only one type of fight. Substance. No, I would say there's a lot of substance. I'd say it's. There's, there's only one title fight, and yeah. there's if if you were to look at it on paper, you'd, and just see one title fight, and you look at the the rankings of the, the guys fighting in it, you'd just be like, ah, ah, okay, like take out the names. Um, but I, I am excited for this. I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be quite a few finishes. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into the very first fight on the main card. Uh, Bobby Green's going to take on Nazarat, uh, Hawk Parist. Um, I'm going to take Bobby Green by decision Same. at plus 140. Um, his double chance, knockout and decision no, oh, by his, decision. His, his by, decision. My bad, my bad. His money line is minus 140, okay. so I got confused on that. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? His number's the same. Yeah, his money line's <laughs> minus 140. I didn't even check his money line. Um, I was thinking about his double chance knockout decision, um, but then I kind of thought about it more. That's not really worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I got I, green money line. Yeah, the, to start the main card parlay. The green train is real. Dude, I love Bobby Green. I don't know how, how can he's he not? such a he's, guy, dude. He's always like, yeah, I'm just here to put on a show. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he gets it. Um, I mean, he's been in 41 fights, and he's fought everybody too. He has. He's been around a long time. Yeah. Uh, but he's still exciting, and I think this main card, this the, him being on the main card shows that people do appreciate him. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I think for my when I was doing some research on this fight, I noticed he uses the Philly shell. Which I can only think of one other guy in the UFC that does that, and do you know who it is? Poirier sometimes. Yes. Yeah. It's the okay. only other person I can yeah. think of that uses the Philly shell in MMA because it does leave your legs a bit open. Wide open. Uh, Sweep single every time. Yeah, but I. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I, <laughs> That's just yeah, my dumbass saying shit. <laughs> it's gonna work really well against uh, against uh, Hawk Barrest. I I think. Because Hawk Bars is, is a, a kickboxer, mm-hmm. um, I don't see this really going into any wrestling. No. Um, and if it does, I feel like Bobby Green is going to win. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. Hakpars, to his credit, does have some good combinations. Mm-hmm. I think him being the younger guy and... Um, He's only got like one or two fights in the UFC, right? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but he does... he Two things. He gets impatient and he gets predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a very nice one-two combo, but you know veterans can pick up on that. Yeah. And even if you... It, like If I picked up on that watching tape... What do you think? Bobby Green's going to know yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's just relying on a little too much. I think that leaves him open to counters, and I think that leaves him open to, to takedowns. And um, I, the one fight I remember was the Dan Hooker fight. This last one, I think. Yeah, and I think Dan Hooker kind of wrote the book on how to beat him. Yeah. Because you just kind of lure him into... He tapped him out, didn't he? I don't know. I think he did. Anyway. But it, it lured him into this kickboxing fight, and then all of a sudden... Hakparas tried coming over the top with his left hand, uh, and Dan Hooker, of all people, landed a takedown on him. Yeah. I mean, not that Dan Hooker's that bad of a wrestler, but he's a kickboxer by trade. Um, and, yeah, I, I just I, I just see this going very... I just see this going to green. Yeah. Um, it, the reason why I didn't... I'm, sh- I'm shying away from the knockout is... Green has one knockout since 2015. Yeah, he goes to a lot of decisions. Um, Almost exclusively. It's, yeah. And, I mean, how many times has he fought since 2014? He fought six or seven times in 2020? Either 2019, I can't remember. It was the first year of the pandemic. Because I remember every two months I would see that fucking guy. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, how can you do this? He's not young either. He's like 35. But still, love Bob Green. I got him as well. Alright, so we, you and me both, Bobby, are you going to, by decision? Or are you going so this is line? the first leg of my main card parlay. Are you taking individual bets on the main card anymore? Uh, yeah, but it, uh, I'll probably ride that with you, just because of his history. Um, so green by decision? Yeah, green by decision, and I also have him in the, in the parlay. I See, I want to start messing around with like method of victory in a parlay, but I'm already sweating over these money line parlays. The method of victory parlays are so different. I mean, the, the odds are great. Yeah. But there's a reason they're plus money. They're so hard to do. Yeah. Except so I'm going to have to start mixing it up because, as it shows last week, when I don't put anything else on the main card, just the parlay, I end up just losing money. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could have put, put down, like, uh, Allen for a knockout. I could have put down uh, Strickland or to go off five, Strickland by decision. Like, there's so many other options that would have probably won me my $40 back instead of just losing 40 and being pissed for the rest of the day. At least you don't panic, but... Um, all right, so... I, no, I did. I, I'll be honest with you, I did. We don't, <laughs> we don't talk about it, but I did. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? Her Manson money line is Strickland oh. by KO. Oh. <laughs> I panicked big time. That's a uh, I was so pissed. That's not even like... No, not even remotely possible. Dude, you said you liked the to go the distance. Yeah, but I didn't put it. Oh, you... Alright, I mean, Whatever. You're, it's your money. I, I panicked. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> if you're going to panic, but at least do with some research behind it. That's not how I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Anyway, good. On to the next fight, Kyler Phillips and Marcel Rojo are going to go at it in a bantamweight fight. Um, I want to, 
I want to make a very clear statement here. Okay. I don't think Rojo's going to win this fight. No. Mark, Kyler Phillips is a very good prospect. Mm-hmm. And he is just far more well-rounded. And he's a, de- he's a pretty good striker, too. Um, but Marcel Rojo sleeps people. Dude's got hands. Yeah. He also gets hit a lot. <laughs> he does get hit a lot. <laughs> I never okay. noticed that before. So, <laughs> I, I, hang on. So I trust me, bro. Just this is my trust me, bro. I'm okay. gonna go Rojo by knockout at plus eight hundred. I'm just gonna throw it on there because I like the value of it, and that's it. Okay. And because it is a legitimate, it's it's a legitimate possibility. Okay. Now, but if I lose my main card parlay on this and then, well, then don't get take plus eight hundred. I will find you and kick you in the nuts. <laughs> don't do that. You're going to be mad at me for winning obviously money. Obviously kidding, but <laughs> I will not be happy. Anyway, continue. This would be nuts because the money line be for Rojo is plus 300 anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think this is going to happen, like I said, but, you know, a little sprinkle, it's not going to hurt anyone. Nah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, like I said, Phelps is the heavy favorite for a good reason. He's far more balanced and has he's... He just he's a better fight. He's just a better all around MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, uh, I, I I don't find much value in this fight. Otherwise, nah. I mean, obviously the money line, but if I'm gonna do money line, I'm just gonna take the knockout because yeah, he just he knocks people out. Yeah. So why you know why bother? And oh man, what dude? Kyler Phelps beat Song Yadong. <laughs> He did? When? Like 2018? 2021. March. He's only lost to Victor Henry. Jeez. Oh, and Rulian Payaba, who's also a savage. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Alright, whatever. We're gonna... Trust me, bro. It's so, happening. Yeah. I got Pope's. He's second leg. Money on. I don't blame you on that. Otherwise, probably wouldn't touch this fight. Um... Okay, so we'll go on to the third fight in the main so card. So excited for this. I am very excited about this. I think we've been talking about this for a long time off the air. Um, and I I just I want to see this so badly. Uh, it, Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson are going to throw down. Um, this is going to be just two guys with two, just two su- super talented fighters. Yeah. And... Man, I, I love this middleweight division. It's fun. There's so many, like, if you really think about it and break it down, every division is so much fun. But this one right now, especially with it highlighted in this main card, so much fun. Absolutely. And uh, the cool thing about this, too, like we had said earlier, this uh, this this whole weekend is going to be very, it's going to determine where this division goes. Yeah. And this is the first step in that. Um, so both of these guys are on fire as of late. Um both have kind of fought the who's who of badasses and, uh, you know, across different weight classes. Jared Canada used to be a heavyweight. Yeah. Um, He's fought at, what, three different weight classes now? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Heavyweight, light, and middleweight. And he is scary. His only losses in recent memory are uh, Robert Whitaker, Dominic Reyes, and Jan Blachowicz. White heavyweights. <laughs> yeah. So he's lost to the top of the... Light heavyweight and middleweight division. Yeah. And then Derek Brunson's last loss was to Israel Adesanya. He's on like an eight-fight win streak, isn't he? 
five. Five. Um, Still fucking impressive. Yeah. The one clear thing for me is Cannoneer's power. Uh-huh. And Cannoneer used to knock out heavyweights. So I I think... I, I, I don't he's think... Got cement, he's got NyQuil in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Brunson's big issue when I watch him was mm-hmm. when he separates from exchanges. Yeah. He does so a bit with his chin up high. Um, kind of the trademark of the wrestler turned striker. Uh-huh. Um, and Derek Brunson, yeah. he's a wrestler. But blonde... Blonde Brunson is also an animal. He's undefeated, ain't he? He is undefeated yeah. as blonde. Um, so I, I want to bring this up too because I think, when I think of Derek Brunson, I think of his last two fights, Darren Till and Kevin Holland. Yep. Where he has a very, very clear wrestling advantage. And how did he win those fights? Take him down, wrestle him. Um, I don't think he's going to out-wrestle Jared Cannonier. And if it's on the feet... I'll ride with Cannoneer. Yeah, so I'm also going to ride with Cannoneer. I'm going to go with his knockout here at plus 120. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he does have that power in his hands and Derek Brunson's, let's say, defensive deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it looks so good, though. It, it's hard, it man. It's hard. Yeah, I think this is, like, it's weird because we do we do pretty good on these main cards. And the yeah. prelims, we suck. And we're always like, oh, these are so hard. Like, when we get to these pay-per-view cards and it's the last three fights on the card, we're always like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like, fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is what's going to happen. It's, and it, it does work a decent amount of time, yeah. but, like, we're so ass backwards. We should just be more confident in these we picks. We should. <laughs> It'll come with time. Yeah. Um, but I am also very comfortable if you wanted to throw Cannoneer's Money line into a parlay. He's a mm-hmm. minus one. That's what I'm doing. He's minus one sixty five favorite now. When I typed this up, it was a minus one sixty. Um, but I think also another clear advantage for Cannoneers is distance management. Yeah, he covers ground quickly. You know, once he, when he gets on his bike, he's moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know. He hasn't fought in a while though, has he? I don't think his so. last one was Whitaker. Was it really? Yeah, in twenty twenty one. No, Gastelum. Oh, yeah. August 2021. That was unanimous, wasn't it? Yep, unanimous yeah. decision. Yeah. Okay. Or Calvin Gastelum. I remember now. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll go on to the co-main event here. Uh, this one didn't have the odds that I liked anywhere, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a pick for this, but it is Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa fighting in Houston. Woo! I mean, this... Derek talk about, Lewis like, coming two, home again? Two humongous guys that just wanna that just wanna brawl. Yeah, they just wanna sleep their opponent. Um, and Derek Lewis is coming in as a minus one eighty favorite to Tuivasa's one fifty five dog. I it's, didn't like I said I didn't take this one just because it seems kind of disrespectful to me. What, the line? Yeah. Why to who? Derek Lewis? Yeah. I would say so too, but also Tuivasa. Is, very capable of catching people. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I was thinking maybe it'd be like minus 220 max. You know what I mean? Like a little bit more. But I, I'm i not going to argue with either of their power. Like they both have the ability to shut one another's lights off, as we've seen. I kind of want to see a shoey, but I also love when Derek Lewis fights in Houston. So I just love Derek Lewis. 
I love both of these guys. My balls is hot. We <laughs> talk about this all the time. They gotta stop matchmaking these guys that we like. Yeah, you know the next fight they do that. Yeah. Like, I like Cannonier and The last Bronson. three fights, yeah. The I like, guys I like Derek Lewis and Ty Tuvasa. I like Israel and I like Robert. Like, but still, let's let's focus on this Derek Lewis fight first. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much just going to watch. Yeah. I'm not going to bet this one. Since I'm doing the leg, a Derek Lewis, the fourth leg, um, I'm also... So, I have bet Derek Lewis by knockout every single time he's fought since I got back into gambling. Uh, and the nice thing is, too... Um, Logan Paul usually has a boost on uh, these pay-per-views for uh, Barstool. And every single time, I'm pretty sure he puts it on Derek Lewis to get a knockout. So even if the odds are like minus 125, they'll get boosted to maybe like 150, 200 plus on the plus side. So I'll probably take that again. Which yeah, his, his knockout prop is sitting at minus 125 right yeah, now. Yeah, so I'm hoping that with the boost it'll swing, which is what usually happens. Uh, but I'm also going to take a money line in the parlay. I just don't like that value considering Tuivasa yeah. can catch people. Well, what's has... Tuivasa's knockout? Um, I'm not, I can't fade myself on this one. I'm, I'm done doing that. <laughs> he has 12 of his 13 wins are by knockout. Well, do you know his odds on a knockout for this one? I I can look it up. Here. Um, My balls is hot. Way to fill time, buddy. It's the second time you said that. Yeah, I know. Taiju Vasa by knockout plus 215. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Some value there. I just don't think there it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a ballsy pick. Yeah, it would be. Oh, I forgot to say, uh, Alex picked uh, Cannoneer as well. Good. We're all riding Cannoneer then, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Alex's pick for this, uh, for the co-main event, Derek Lewis to Ivasa, he's going to go over one and a half rounds. Uh, oh, that's bold. Actually, that, that might be. He thinks they're going to feel each other out for the yeah, first they, couple. They, they, and they're, they're going to be worried about getting to these crazy exchanges. So he thinks he's going to go over. I actually like it, too. He's got a point. He's got a point. Plus 145. <laughs> Gee, dude, I like when it, Alex. When you bet I overs, like it. it is terrifying. No, I, I bet. Betting overs and going to the distance, you're just staring at the clock. The entire fight, and then someone gets like caught, and you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, live, live, live. <laughs> <laughs> just survive like 20 seconds, dude. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> that was the whole Moreno uh, Figueroa fight for me. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, but yeah, This it's... last one, right? Hmm? This last one? That yeah. Day? yeah. Yeah, I bet the over. Trilogy. Trilogy. All right, so I'm not betting this. Alex is going to take over one and a half rounds. You said you're going to take Derek Lewis in the money, on his money line um, for the uh, parlay piece, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so we'll go to the main event. And if, uh, sorry, and if they odds boost the knockout, I'll take it too. But minus 125, I probably won't take it. I'm hoping they're gonna boost it, so it's really dependent, and they don't they won't put out the boost until Saturday anyway. So I got nothing on that, but yeah, go ahead. All right, so we'll go to the main event. Um, gonna be a middleweight title fight. Israel Adesanya will defend against number one contender Robert Whitaker. Uh, I'm very split on this. I wanted to. It's. I've never bet against Adesanya. I don't think I have either. <laughs> There's been no need to? No. Um, Actually, I think I bet on Jan. Actually, I don't think I was just gambling again by then. Anyway. Yeah, there's, there's been no need to bet against Adesanya. 
Um, but by far, this is his best challenge. Yeah. And I think this is, this is 100% going to go differently than the first time. I hope. And Robert, because Robert, he was so impatient. Bobby so, Knuckles. He was so impatient in that first fight, and got, it led to him getting pretty much knocked out twice. Yeah. So well, under that first round, he you, was saved. You remember the clip I sent you maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago where uh, Whitaker's coach is like, uh, what animal describes your favorite fighter? A kangaroo keeps his chin up and fights with his hands down. <laughs> and Robert's like sitting there like, wait, mate, who's your favorite fighter? He goes, you. <laughs> I'm like, come on, mate, you didn't have to do it like that. <laughs> I like the Australian accent too. But it was it better than my uh I don't know what other accent I do. But yeah. What about now? You do better, no, better than no, your Jamaican. No, no. I'm not I'm not Jamaican. <laughs> I would like to go to Jamaica though. My you know my grandpa goes like four times a year. You gotta start getting on the plane with him. No, I don't want to spend that much time with him. <laughs> We're both deaf, so it'd go terribly. <laughs> Well, his is from old age. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, old age, if we'll go on a quick tangent, like, he's, I get the stubbornness in my family from both my mother and my father, but it stems from both my grandfathers. Like, the two of the most stubborn people I've ever met in my life. Um, I love them both dearly, but my one grandfather really, really needs hearing aids, and he won't get them, which... I don't even know why I would try to convince him because I don't wear mine. So that's a pot calling the kettle black. Oh, yeah, so uh, I, I'll just shut up about my grandfather. Anyway. <laughs> so, sophomore year, Mike was so excited because he got this Bluetooth hearing aid that could play music. Yeah, I actually used them for a while when, I, when he, that happened too. He was like, yeah, like I could watch I could watch TV shows in class and no one will have any idea what's mm-hmm. going on. I used to uh, put on football games in my hearing aid when I was at work, like on Saturdays at Discount Tire. It's the only reason I wore my hearing aids because I could listen to USC playing in my ear. <laughs> and then I was it? You went to your audiologist and she's like, "Yeah, you clocked in a total of like thirty minutes in the last year of usage." That was that was way before. That was like when I was in high school and um, my parents had not yet accepted. I thought that the was that device. But that's so. They'll they'll say that like, "Hey, like you're not wearing it," and basically every time because when you're a kid, like. We won't go too deep into this, but, like, I never wanted to be treated different, even though I am different. Like, I'm deaf. Like, I have a deficiency somewhere. Um, I, a hearing aid does nothing for me anymore because the ear's so bad, I would need a cochlear implant. Um, but, like, they'd be like, yeah, like, uh, my audiologist would be like, do you wear your hearing aid? I'm like, oh, yeah, all the time, all day in school. <laughs> and then uh, she called me on my bullshit because you can plug it into the computer and see how much you wear it. And I wore it, like... 30 minutes in the last year and a half and she's like really I'm like i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> but yeah i started wearing it again when they gave me the bluetooth ones uh but then that didn't last long started wearing them when i got my first big boy job uh but you know i could never get over the itch in my ear like i would put it in and it sits there for hours and hours and it itches so bad mom's like you just have to get used to wearing them and then the itch will go away it never went away anyway on to this fight <laughs> <laughs> you said a little tangent. <laughs> yeah, I know. A little tangent. Like I said, I'm annoyed. So I'm like ranting because I don't, you know, whatever. There's no Alex here to steal the, the airtime either. Yeah, I don't, I don't need a, I need Alex to come back and talk about the damage because this is getting bad. Hmm? Fuck that kid. I mean, he steals our airtime. 
this isn't his job yet. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's go. Bobby so, Knuckles, baby. Let's talk I'm about I'm going to go... I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I'm going to go Whitaker by decision at plus 450. If this goes the distance, I think Whitaker's going to win it. Okay. So I want to actually like debate this one with you because I can't make a pick. Because if I take out of signing in the parlay, the odds are dog shit. It's, yeah, mi- minus 280. It's plus 540 for five legs. It, it, is it even well, worth it? You have all favorites, right? In the main card? And basically, yeah, but like, there's no... Like, and I thought about maybe putting Ty Tuvas in there, but I really don't think he's going to win. And then, so, I, I was doing this the other day, and I switched out of Sonia Whitaker in the parlay. Dude, it jumps like plus 1,000. I believe it. So, my... My brain, my gambling brain is like Bobby Knuckles all the way. He's going to win, and you're going to get a payout of like $300. But then, like, actually watching fights and looking at it, and, like, I think Israel's going to win. So I'm very torn between being, like, a UFC fan and a gambler. The um, analyst and you're not helping me with picking Bobby Knuckles, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> no, I went crazy on this one because we knew there was going to be no Alex. Yeah. So someone has to be crazy. That's true. Um, But yeah, I, the, can I have Trust Me Bro Part 2? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you actually have reasons behind this Trust Me Bro. No, I do. I, I'm I'm not... I don't know. I, I want to say I I really think this is going to happen. I kind of don't. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I still... Don't say the word, though. What? Okay, I'm not... I will, I'm not... I won't. Because um, I, I need this pick, too. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Adesanya is undoubtedly the boogeyman in this division. Yes. He is pound for pound number two, in my opinion. I don't I don't agree with Volk being over him. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I, for after watching Bobby, Bobby Knox in his first fight against Adesanya, and then the subsequent fights that led into this one... He is Till, a completely, He's a completely different guy. Yeah. He is a much better fighter. His chin's still up and his hands are still down, but he is a much better fighter. <laughs> well, that's always that been his thing is, like, the pressure. Yeah. Right? That's kind of what scares me, I think, too, is that pressure fighters get eaten alive by Israel Asanya, especially stockier, slower guys. Yeah. Um, I would say Robert Whitaker's faster than Costa and Vittori, though. Yeah. Um, and and he's definitely, yeah, and Gaslam. He's definitely a better f- striker than um, all three of them. Brunson. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, he is the he is the second best fighter in this division. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the same situation of welterweight and featherweight, where you have the top two guys, and then the distance between everybody else is so different. Absolutely. Like you got Volk and you got Holloway. Okay, who's going to beat those two? Probably nobody. And obviously, Usman and Covington, which we know who's the winner, the clear winner of that. But we're getting a second one here. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I, I do see a, a, a path of victory for Whitaker, if you mm-hmm. if you can stay with me on this. Um, I think he needs to, he just needs to be more patient, and uh-huh. which may lead to somewhat of a, a snore fest because we've seen guys be patient with Adesanya and it has turned into a bit of a bore. Yeah. The names that come to mind are Vittori and... Yoel. Uh, Yoel. <laughs> it's like 40 um, strikes in that whole fight. Yeah. 
Which it, I don't. I almost don't blame Yoel for that because everyone else has tried pressuring the hell out of Adesanya or trying to force a takedown, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It clearly didn't work. So have him come to you, but Adesanya's just not. He he doesn't want to deviate from his game. Yeah, he's not going to so, come to you. Yeah, I mean, it, and the only fight we've seen him you? do that was probably Costa. Yeah, where he kind of really <laughs> stepped out of his comfort zone. I wouldn't say comfort zone, but stepped out of the game plan and just pieced him up. And Gaskin. Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, kind of had to. Yeah. But still. But I, I, like I said, I think this is a new Whitaker. He landed four takedowns against Gaslone when pretty much previous to that he had like two. Yeah. Um. And that shows that he is maturing as a fighter and, and he can score takedowns against a very good wrestler in Gaslone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 so the way I would want to see this go, if Robert Whittaker is going to win, is he steals one round on the feet early, mm-hmm. one through three, just somewhere in that, find a way to steal a round. Um, and then we, you lure him into that kickboxing mentality. Yeah. Kind of lull him to sleep. And then the next two rounds, four and five, you start implementing the takedown. Mm-hmm. Cause you, if you give out Asanya something to think about on the feet it's gonna it helps out with that takedown game mm-hmm. and you know I think a lot of mistakes with Adesanya early in his career going against him was thought I need to score this takedown yeah I need to do this now and there was no setup to it and I think Jan Blachowicz did write the book on this take him down to the middle of the octagon yeah and don't let him use that fence yeah. The problem with that is getting Adesanya to the middle of the octagon because yeah. he does not like to sit in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. He prefers to have his back up against the fence for that reason. Um, and and again, the the other issue I run into here is that Adesanya is not Gastelum, and Whitaker is not Blahovich. Yeah. So I mean, like MMA math is so difficult, and those obviously are not clear parallels. But I do see value in in Whitaker by decision at plus four fifty. And looking at Adesanya's recent fights, it's almost like like odds makers basically take out the option of you betting and buy knockout because mm. it's he just that's just oh, yeah, there's, there's no value in any bet besides like submission. Uh, does he submit it? I don't think he's ever submitted anyone. That's what I'm saying. Like that's probably the only thing that has like plus odds. No, I I believe he does have plus odds for a knockout. Actually, let me look. Yeah, by knockout, it's 145. By decision, it's 150. But that's close enough to tell me that they think that it can go either way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a risk I don't think I'm willing to take as far as, like, how short the odds are. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to put money on a ridiculous thing to happen, a random occurrence to happen, I think Whitaker by decision makes more sense for the for the money. Um, but I think this pick for, is just based on value, and I see a path. Um, not so much that I think it's going to happen. Yeah, easier said than done. Um, fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna side with you. Fuck it, cause there's. I thought you wanted to debate me on this. Well, so I was gonna. You pretty much covered all the points that I wanted to go over. My biggest problem with Adesanya, um, is that it's like you said, his game plan, just being patient. Like he's not in any rush to go anywhere. Why would he? That's what that exactly. So and we know Bobby likes to come in fast, and uh, which we saw happen last time twice. I just 
because I was already thinking. I was hoping, to be honest with you, I was hoping you would take Adesanya in some fashion for me to just put, take the plus 540 win on the parlay. But Then take it. it no, dude, no, no. There's What kind of... I'm going to stress out over fucking plus 550. That's still good odds. But for a five-leg parlay, I want like 800 plus. Bobby Knuckles is going to have me at plus 1500. But, okay, so why are you restricting yourself to the main card? Why not expand this into the prelims? I can't even win a six-legger. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. Why, why, not, why not have, like, your favorites from the prelims? So you would take, like, Casey O'Neill and... Mm. Um, I don't know. Okay. You have a really good point. But I, I am only really doing the main card because I won that one. And now it's just and stuck in your I'd head. Like, yeah, I'd like to make a note, too. Of the last two main cards that happened, I am... See, there's five and six. Ten and one on my picks. Really? Ten and one in the last two main cards. Granted, there's only a couple underdogs in there, but it is fighting. Ten or, I'll fucking take that. But the problem is I'm not winning any money off of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're better off just spreading out your $20. I, I'm putting like 60 on this fucking card somewhere. Oh, I thought you were going to make a $60 parlay pet. Parlay bet. It's going to be whatever I do for this five fight main card, it's going to be $60 bet. Because I have to save at least 100 for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which I, already, <laughs> which I already have two bets on Scorigami and Bengals money line. So you, so but you are going to take Whitaker, though. I'm going to take Whitaker. Because. So you're going to sweat out this... So yeah, I'm going to sweat this one out. I just don't understand the difference between, like, let's say you do get to the main event unscathed, which is... Okay, and here's the reasoning behind it, too. I would rather lose this five-legger on Izzy winning than lose the five-legger on Robert winning. You know what I mean? I guess, but why even bother chancing... Losing it, like sweating out a fight where you don't feel start, confident in putting it in a parlay when you could just use the prelim picks that you feel more confident on. You just said you're ten and one, but like you're you're forcing. That's, that's you're also forcing main the card main card where I know the names more. But, but for, there are plenty of prelims it. picks where I know. If I, and I, here's another reason behind that too. Let's say I put uh, Mike Diamond, the first fight on the card, in this parlay, and he loses. I mean, yeah, I can recover, but at the same time, like, oh, well, my night's already over. <laughs> I don't know. I just find the main card more intriguing to do, like, the parlay just because it makes it that much more exciting for me. I get your point. I really do. I'll probably start incorporating that. Not for this one, though. I'm going to ride for Bobby Knuckles because I'd rather win the parlay on him winning than losing the parlay because he won. Safety. Did you just fart? Yes. Do you have to poop? Kind of. Surprisingly, I don't. I haven't showered yet, so that'll change. But yeah. We're both riding Bobby. Alright, it's settled. Um, it's probably very confusing. <laughs> that was a long that was a long walk for a short drink of water, man. Yeah. <laughs> so alright. Well or I'm gonna go yeah, we'll we'll go Whitaker by decision. I Bobby Knuckles. I don't think he's gonna knock him out. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, Yeah, that's going to wrap up the 271 main card. 
or the the entire event for us. Um, I'm. We had mentioned this earlier. I'm. I'm very. I, I'm always pleasantly surprised when these cards, um, the the fight night that we just reviewed. I'm always pleasantly surprised by these. Um, sometimes you look at them and you're like, oh, like I don't know any of these guys. Um, even doing research on them, you're like, ah, oh, you know, it's not. No, there may not be knockout artists or submission artists or anything like that. Um, but man, it was exciting. And again, the UFC is doing a good job with their matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes it. Good matchmaking really is such an underrated quality in a promotion. Yeah. To be able to find um, competitive fights that are entertaining. And uh, just credit to UFC with that one. Um, you know, going into that, there's plenty of plenty plenty to watch here on this 271 event. And I of think course. this championship fight makes it worth it alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last three fights on the card are going to be awesome. Just, just, just take my fucking money. <laughs> yeah, six guys that I really like, um, and uh, you know, like we said, this is pretty much going to be a showcase for the middleweight division, mm-hmm. the top guys, and that are going to go at it, and we're going to see, uh, we're going to see a new, a new contender come out of this probably, and we, we may see. We're hoping for a new champion. Our money's hoping for a new champion. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm excited for this one. Let's see. Oh, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but. How crazy would it be if Ty Tuivasa does a shoey in Houston? He said, actually, if Derek Lewis throws his cup at him, he'll do it out of his cup. <laughs> does Derek Lewis get to spit in it, too? I don't know. But nobody, just... nobody spits in the shoe anyway. It's so gross. It's dude. so disgusting, but it's entertaining. It is. I mean, he said, I mean, he's going to do a shoey if he wins. Oh, yeah, he always does. <laughs> Can you imagine someone doing that out of a cup? Especially Derek Lewis, like he, he openly talks about how his balls are hot. The black piece. My balls are hot. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I know you are too. Absolutely. Um, what is it? I what what are your plans for this? Watch it in my apartment. Oh, come on. I'll be over for the Super Bowl. Come on. <laughs> no, dude. I if I'm gonna sweat something, I'm gonna sweat it alone. Because uh, here's. Now you're gonna get high again and sweat through your sheets. Yes, because I'm one and zero when I watch it alone. I'm zero and one when I watch it with people. What like money wise? No, my my main card parlays. Because remember, I left Dylan's place to go watch the main card by myself. I win that one. The next one I do, I watch it with you, Steve and Jason, and I lose. Oh, yeah, because I totally had nothing to do with Soriano's wrestling defense. It was all us. <laughs> you had everything to do with Soriano's wrestling defense. I Don't just, you dare a, fucking lie I to me. I guess that was a bad goal on my part, but you went with it. So, you know what? If you if you thought if you thought that was entirely my fault, why don't you just fade me on it, Michael? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, Here I, we go I like, again. I like watching fights alone, man. Because that way I actually watch them. Like, we barely even watched the last fight at the park. I watch it with you, though. We'll figure it out. I'm also, I got invited to a birthday party, but I'm definitely not going. <laughs> oh, you going to the city again? No, 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 no. Gonna wake up. I don't. Him. I don't drink anymore. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. Um, but no, yeah, it, it, he's a uh, guy I used to work with. I'm like, listen, man, like, 
You're awesome, but I'm not going out. There's a fight on this. I, <laughs> I have a lot of money invested. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the other thing, too. If I don't watch it on Saturday, I can't watch it for two weeks. Yeah. So I need to watch it. Um, but, yeah. Shout out ESPN on that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, go Bengals. Go Joe Burr. And let's all root for Scorigami. Plus 1,400, baby. Let's go. Oh, Alex is going to fade us. He's going to go Izzy Moneyline. Well, that, because I've seen that coming. Yeah. But hopefully this is like the damage pick. But yeah. I mean, this is kind of crazy, though. I mean, like, people are taking off work Monday because it's Israel Adesanya week. People are going to be so trashed watching the Saturday night. They're expecting a two-day hangover, so no one's going well, to work Monday. Well, it's going to be Sunday in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. So, I mean, no, people in America are doing it. They're taking Monday off work because it's Izzy, it's Izzy fight week. It's the Super Bowl. Don't get a fucking It's Izzy fight week. It's, <laughs> as much as I love the UFC, the NFL is still king. All right, it's getting late. Yeah, um, it's getting late. We I'm gotta go clearly ahead. just saying nonsense at this point. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else? I love you. That's, that's my last statement of the night. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the weekend. Happy betting.